Hey folks, this is Charlotte Clymer. My pronouns are she, her, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Charlotte's Web Thoughts. This is the audio slash podcast version of the actual Charlotte's Web Thoughts on Substack.com. You can go subscribe to that at charlotteclimer.substack.com. It's completely free. All you need is an email. It takes less than five seconds to sign up, and it helps me out immensely. And if you want to further support my work with a paid subscription and help me pay my bills, I certainly would welcome that and be thankful. So please do go subscribe, charlotteclimer.substack.com. August 16th, 2023. The far right's new protest anthem punches down, of course. About 10 days ago, Oliver Anthony a farmer and former factory worker in Virginia, uploaded a casual performance video of his new song titled Rich Men North of Richmond to YouTube. As of this morning, 10 days later, it's been viewed nearly 15 million times. Mr. Anthony, with no previous experience in the music industry, now has the number one song on Apple's global music chart and may well top Billboard's Hot 100 by next week. It would be easy to claim this is the result of astroturfing. That's when a grassroots campaign is fabricated. And sure enough, some progressive commentators have been loud in their suspicions along those lines. The overnight groundswell of support in right-wing media for Mr. Anthony's debut, every far-right luminary from Carrie Lake to Matt Walsh has spent the past week hyping this song Well, none of that does help in this vein. But there are two big things that undermine this theory. The first is that Mr. Anthony has a legitimately great voice. And when set to a simple guitar accompaniment, there is an undeniable gravitas to his delivery. If some of the lyrics were different, it'd be easy to see this emerge as a mainstream crossover chart topper that appeals to folks across the political spectrum. More on that in a second. The second thing is authenticity. Unlike Jason Aldean's hypocritical screed, try that in a small town, Mr. Aldean is neither from a small town nor has he ever lived in one, nor did he write the song, Mr. Anthony has plenty of blue-collar credibility and penned his own lyrics. There's also the difference in aesthetics. Mr. Aldean's music video for Try That in a Small Town which clumsily uses stock footage from protests in Canada, feels like a weak-ass, racist clone of any given bro-country music video on CMT. Mr. Anthony's video, on the other hand, is just him and his guitar and a microphone set up with the Virginia countryside in the background. Where Mr. Aldean comes across as too corporate and pandering for his own good, Mr. Anthony, clad in a sweaty t-shirt, Looks like he just told his buddy to set up a camera on the farm and get this all in one take. The visuals are simple and natural and powerful, which is, I strongly believe, partly what's making this song go mega viral. Hell, maybe we will find out that this is a particularly sophisticated campaign by the far right to stir up nonsense. But I honestly don't think that's it. I think Mr. Anthony made an unusually compelling song with an unusually compelling video 
and it landed in the right hands at the right time, and it's gone viral because of that. Nevertheless, it's unfortunate that Mr. Anthony's song could have been a broad call to unite against corporate corruption, but instead he settled for a confused, distracted, and unkind broadside against vulnerable people. The far right appears to love this song, not so much for its gorgeous melody and his voice, but the dog whistles strewn throughout the lyrics. I'm going to read the lyrics to you and explain what I mean by that. The first 45 seconds or so are pretty straightforward, and on their own, they could even be mistaken for a leftist anthem. Here are the lyrics for the first 45 seconds. He writes, quote, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home, and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is, oh it is, living in the new world with an old soul. Close quote. Now, yeah, those aren't, those aren't terrible lyrics, right? And it does sound like he could be talking about just corporate corruption in general. However, then things take a sudden turn. <clears throat> Here's the next part. He writes, quote, These rich men north of Richmond, Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do, because your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed no end, because of rich men north of Richmond. Close quote. <coughs> Excuse me. Obviously, those are references to cancel culture, censorship, and taxation, being promoted by politicians in D.C., which is a few hours north of Richmond, Virginia, for those of you who don't know. So he's obviously referring to D.C. Politico, politicos when he says rich men north of Richmond. Still, even so, those are pretty garden-variety conservative lyrics, right? Nothing especially terrible yet. But then suddenly, without warning, things go completely off the rails. He writes, quote, I wish politicians would look out for miners, that is, coal miners, and not just miners, kids, on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, and got nothing to eat, and the obese milk and welfare. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bag of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground. Because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Close quote. Y'all caught all that, right? The miners on an island somewhere is referencing Jeffrey Epstein, the infamous dead pedophile rapist trafficker, whose name has become synonymous with the most shameless QAnon conspiracy theories. In fairness, the welfare bit, in his lyrics that is, could be an honest condemnation, condemnation of all welfare. By Mr. Anthony. He could be saying that all welfare is bad. But in a conservative context, it's almost always a dog whistle referencing, quote, welfare queens, which is the term popularized by then candidate Ronald Reagan to horribly, implicitly slander black mothers. Also, then again, if Mr. Anthony is condemning all welfare, how would that work out for the folks in the street who ain't got nothing to eat? that he writes about, right? Also, 
Republican-led states benefit the most from, from federal welfare programs, which is curiously an essential fact that's routinely left out of these conversations by conservatives. Okay, moving on. Mr. Anthony then curiously attacks overweight folks, claiming our taxes, American payers' taxes, are paying for their fudge, which is just a weird lyric to begin with, and then pairs this with a reference to the, quote, war on boys or war on men or war on masculinity or whatever grifting nonsense framing the far right is using these days to claim masculinity is in trouble. After that second and final verse... Mr. Anthony finishes with his chorus, where now the words people like me and people like you hit a lot differently than they did at the beginning of the song. So is this meant to be a right-wing anthem? Is Mr. Anthony a die-hard Trump supporter? According to him, not the case. And I gotta say, I think he's being sincere when he says that. In a video commentary posted to his YouTube channel, the day before the release of this song, Mr. Anthony states, quote, I sit pretty dead center down the aisle on politics and always have. I remember as a kid, the conservatives wanting war and me not understanding that. And I remember a lot of the controversies when the left took office. And it seems like, you know, both sides serve the same master. And that master is not someone of any good to the people of this country, close quote. Do I agree with all of that? No, I don't. I think there are crooked politicians across the political spectrum, but only one party is actively fighting to undermine working class and middle class families. And I think that's obvious to anyone willing to be honest with themselves. That's the Republican Party who are working to do that. And yet, the rest of the video that Mr. Anthony put out is unexpectedly disarming. He genuinely comes across as reasonable, humble, and compassionate. I will note for you for a second, I'm not talking about the music video. I'm talking about this video commentary he put out the day before the music video. He genuinely comes across as reasonable, humble, and compassionate. I could definitely see myself sharing a beer with the guy in that video. And yet it's hard to reconcile the guy in that video with the guy who wrote that song. They don't seem like the same person. In my most generous reading of all this, I think Mr. Anthony is a nice man with a good heart who wants to do right by others and has simply been exploited overnight by right-wing media who see a useful vehicle for their grifting. But then I go back to those inflammatory lyrics. Those weren't written by accent. They're mean-spirited and unapologetically conspiracy-minded and definitely not middle-of-the-road politically. It's clear that the who's who among the far right want to turn Mr. Anthony into the voice of their movement. They have latched onto him with a quickness. There is no doubt in my mind they'll soon claim his music is being censored or oppressed by, quote, liberal media, contrary to the widespread coverage he's already received in mainstream media as of this morning. And I'm not kidding, he's everywhere now. Only time will tell if Mr. Anthony is his own man. And better than that, the man we saw in his introduction video. I pray that's the man who emerges from all this.